this is Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, and this week, you know, like, well, last week I told you guys that um, I was going to be uh, talking about um thing known as global manga th- this time, but then something else came up, and I realized that, hey, you know, I really wanted to talk about this instead. So global manga is still on the front burner to be talked about at some point, but just not this time. So like, this time, yeah, I'm, t- I'm going back to the um well well of material that is Cosmic Marvel to talk about their uh, late, like, their some of their recent cosmic crossovers. Now, I talked about um, Annihilation last year, and since then I've read, read the follow-up um, crossover, Annihilation Conquest, and that, that was that was all right. It wasn't quite as smashing as the first one, but still still good enough to read over two volumes. But recently, um, okay, I was finally um, well, nagged or um, read into submission by a buddy of mine who just eats his, eats his stuff up, loves it to death, and I went and picked up the uh, War of Kings um, crossover crossover books. Now, now War of Kings basically now it's I admit like a lot of the stuff isn't really for the um for the if you like your, your Marvel readings like continuity light, you're probably gonna have issues with this because this does this draws in from a lot of like recent Marvel stuff, let alone aside from the like the previous annihilation crossovers, you've also got it tries in directly to the secret invasion um crossover as well because the setup is that the inhumans, the uh, mutant race that that were um, created by by the Kree aliens, serve as their, like, their their war force. Like they've been they've been living on the moon, and their head leader Black Bolt was recently um, replaced by a scroll. Now that that stuff's been sorted out, but now they realize, okay, we can't just be sitting here like letting letting threats come to us. We have to go and take the fight to them. So what do they do? They go they go and wipe out the rest of the scroll, scroll and take over the Kree. I'm saying that they're going to lead them to their genetic genetic destiny. Okay, that's great, but in the process of doing so, they um, they also um, attack um, attack several um, Shi'ar cruisers um, that get they get in the way. So and this and this gives um, the Shi'ar's emperor, Emperor Vulcan um, from the X from the X Men um, series, um, all, all the reason he needs to just go and start an inter- interstellar war. Now, if you if you look at this, you listen to me say this, and you go like, "What? Who are these people? What what does this mean?" It's like. It's like I said, it's it's probably not going to be for you, but hey, if you like Cosmic Marvel stuff, then you're probably going to enjoy this stuff. Even though this, the whole the execution of the War of Kings crossover t- has a few good, um, good examples of how not to do this stuff. Now, the main miniseries is good because writers, um, and masterminds for all this stuff, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, um, they it's like they make the smart move of not focusing on the leaders of the um of the Inhumans and in the Shi'ar, by focusing on their on some of their supporting characters, like you get, like most of the um, Inhuman story is told through Christ, through the Crypt story of Crystal. She's, one, she's one, she's one of the peace-loving members of the Inhumans who doesn't doesn't want the fighting to go on. While the um, Shi'ar side is told through Gladiator, the head of the Imperial Guard, who and who is um, duty bound to obey the will will of the Shi'ar e- Emperor. Now these people. These people do a good job of, of like, um, getting in, getting inside the heads of the respective people, showing, giving like a more grounded view of this. Because well, Black Bolt, Black Bolt is not the most expressive character at any times because he's, I mean, his power just like requires him to be silent most most of the time. Because like whenever he speaks, like he'll rip you apart with his voice. And Vulcan is a one-dimensional psychopath. I mean, he's it's, he's intended to be a one-dimensional psychopath, but he's not the kind of guy that you that you like want to build a build a. Uh, epic um, crossover round. Now it's now the um, now the miniseries does a good job of setting 
so you have a big epic space space battle, lots of like lots of fights, like lots of people people die. It's like um, lives are ruined, and like plot plots are twisted. Everything it 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 does a good it does a good job. I can't say it's quite as good as as good as the previous crossovers. I mean, because like it's I mean, it's clear that Adam and Landing have a plan here. Like they they know they know where they're going here, and they they are steering you, and they're steering the ship with like the. The, with the surest of hands, but the problem is that not that while the um, War of Kings miniseries is meant as kind of like the, uh, the through line for all this, basically like you just read this and you, you're going to know where you're going. Uh, it doesn't come off that way in practice because they release a lot of supplemental material around this to the point where um, when War of Kings, well, the War of Kings hardcover collects um, like everything. When it was just a paperback, it was split up into, into two volumes. Now. Well, the main workings volume collects the miniseries and the uh, bookend issues. The second volume also collects like some some pretty um, smashingly relevant stuff. I mean, okay, well, I mean like the stuff like the Savage World of Scar. It's okay. I mean, you get one of the members of the Inhumans, one of the Shi'ar Guard, um, is trapped on the planet where the, where the Hulk Sun is, and they have to learn to um, work together or d- work together or die alone. And that's fun, but it's peripheral to the uh, overall storyline. Then then you got some. It's a mini series about the uh, about the supporting cast in the let's see in, in the crossover, and then you get the the, the six issues of Darkhawk. Now Darkhawk, um, I've only familiar with this guy through the um, through his um, participation in in Excelsior, the uh, support group for um, former teen superheroes in in Brian Vaughn's run on on Runaways. Now apparently here he's um, like in this now in this um, in these miniseries. Two miniseries, actually six issues. Um, Abnett and Landing um, recast Darkhawk as not just like an angry guy who found a magic gem that gives him a special suit suit of armor. No, apparently he's he's heir to the uh, to a special to an order. Let's see, to the order. Let's see, uh, the order of talent. Uh, the order of talents. Like they're a, a um, special a secret secret space society who is dedicated to um, overseeing the uh, the state. Safety of the Shi'ar, Shi'ar, safety, safety and growth of the Shi'ar Empire. Problem is that these are the guys who like kind of define the terms ends justify the means. And as soon as um, soon as Darkhawk finds this out, he's um, his personality is rapidly shunted aside to um, let the um, main crystal's personality um come out and take take over his body. Now, I have to admit this is I like I like what um Abbott and Lanning do with this. I mean, it takes it takes like a lot of Take some stuff that's been that I well I guess has been um like pr- part of the uh, part of the characters um like Mus operandi for for years. I mean, his short short temper, his anger, his confusion over all this stuff, and basically like, recast it in a oh hey you're part of something much much larger. Problem is you're also evil as well, and I think that I think that that works really well for the most part. Now, but the problem is that um at one point. There is a crucial moment in, in in the crossover where that that involves Darkhawk. Now I can't say I can't say exactly what it is. Let me just say it involves him killing someone very important. And if you had not read um, if you had not read the uh, like the issues of Darkhawk, you're gonna um, kind of be wondering like what's going on here. I mean, like, it's this adds a lot to the to the moment, but um, you're just gonna be kind of, but it does it's kind of lacking when you read it in the. Uh, in the context of the, the miniseries at large, so assuming you pick up both volumes, hey, you're set. Um, but otherwise, uh, well, you're, like, you're gonna have you have some problems here. 
But it's only going to get worse if you don't also read the Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in as well. Because, now, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's the, um, that's Adnet Landing's, um, like, like, cosmic super team. It involves, um, involves Star-Lord, Star Rocket Raccoon, Drax the Destroyer, um, Qua Quasar, and a bunch of other, like, superhe superheroes, um, cosmic superheroes as well. Like, when, the, well, when they're not trying to, um, when they're not, uh, like, turning against each other, it's like they're trying to save, save the universe the best way they can. Now, well, the, uh, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is listed as having two War of Kings tie-in books. Uh, let me just say that the uh, only the second one is specifically relevant to the uh, to the crossover. This is the one where um where um Star Lord divides the team in two. One one team goes to see um the Inhumans. The other one goes to see uh Vul um Vulcan the Shi'ar. Just to say, hey, you know what? If you fight, keep fighting. The uh, the universe is going to um tear into like space time is very vulnerable right now. Um, at the at the moment, I got the wake of the annihilation wars. So please stop fighting. Naturally, that doesn't go that doesn't go nearly as well as he hopes, and they wind up take, taking um captives from the Inhumans and um Vulcan. Well, he just um like knocks the shit out of the uh, out of out of their team, and they wind up and the people who are alive still wind, wind up looking for the Star Jammers to save Lalandra, um former empress of the Shi'ar Empire. And the problem is, if you hadn't read read that tie-in, you would be I'm lost, or very surprised when the, when the Guardians of the Galaxy showed up in the middle of um, of the War of the Kings uh, miniseries proper. And then there's also the bit about how the uh, the end result of this crossover, the fault, a um, puncture wound in space time. Well, this is, there's a lot of um, supplemental material about that in about its formation, as well as the uh, the transformation of one of its um, primary characters, um, like in um, the work in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy um, mini. mini Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in issues, and like I said, if you hadn't read this, you're probably gonna be lost. And well, and I'll admit that um, Annette Lanning are generally really good about um, not making this very continuity heavy. I mean, like, you can generally a lot of times when you're reading Guardians of the Galaxy, you can just suss out a lot of the um, general details um, just by like, how the characters are acting or in the dialogue. Um, the bit about Adam Warlock and his turn his transformation into the Magus. If I had not had a friend of mine tell me that, oh, the Magus is his um, future self that he was just going to turn into, but he had deleted it, he had, he had changed the timeline to uh, avoid that fate, but now he's um, regrafting that, that timeline that he became the Magus in order to stave off the growth of the fault, I would not have any fucking idea what was going on right there. So, really, I mean, it's, it's painful. I mean, it's like, if I hadn't had, the, if, if I hadn't known this, then it's like I would just be like law at a loss. It, it'd just be like you know I I'd be I'd be pissed, frank, frankly. But fortunately, because like, I do have someone to ex on hand to explain all this, this stuff to me, it works. And to be honest, like yeah, that's generally not a good sign. Like when you're reading a crossover for your new like for like, the for the uninitiated. But you know, it's like if if you've been reading all this stuff, then then yeah, it'll it holds together. Um, like generally for generally well. Even though I have to admit that this is probably the uh, this this is probably like the uh, low end as far as cosmic, cosmic crossovers go, just because of the, uh, the issues as far as um, schedule um, where they um, they parse out the information over the course of this um, over the course of this series. Uh, those of you wondering, my cosmic crossover ranking goes from top to bottom: um, Special Corps War, Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest, Black Knight, um, Realm of Kings, and then War of Kings. All right. Now, before I go on to the um, Realm of Kings stuff, let me just say that, 
that um, if you've been paying attention to the uh, blog part of the site, uh, you'll notice I you might mention that one. I was going to go ahead and order the next two volumes of Nova. Now uh, Nova Nova's tie-in to the to War of Kings. Um, works really, really well. I mean, like they, Adam Lenny just uses as a nice jumping-off point to um, like tie up, to um, answer resolve the questions regarding um, Nova's Nova's fate um, now that he's no longer part of the uh, corpse, and just exactly what was going on with the with the world line and why he's been recruiting every all all these uh, all these new people. And it also shows you that it also sets up the uh, shows you that. Like the corpse direct involvement with the uh, with the War of Kings, and just how that how um, Nova's fears that um, hey you know throwing a bunch of untested um, like recruiting all these people like in a short amount of time and then throwing them at the uh, at the Shi'ar Imperial Guard not a good idea, but still it's like it it works as it also um, has because it sets up because I mean it reestablishes Nova's place in, in the corpse and get and gives them a really good reason to get involved involved with the crossover. Also gives him some not, couple, some very nice scenes with Blastar um, as he tries to negotiate um, a peaceful withdrawal from the um, negative zone warlords um, like, um, path of conquest, and has some gives him some good moments with the um, with the new cast, including his including his brother Robbie Ryder. Now that's 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 a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun and hate. So like, if you just wanted to read the Nova the Nova Tiny issues without reading the um, War Kings crossover, you can do that too. Now, moving on to the uh, follow-up, Realm of Kings. Realm of Kings isn't really like a, like a miniseries. It's more of like an initiative um, set up kind of like Marvel's um, well, initiative cross and Dark Reign crossover. It's like a branding. So basically, like now this is puncture moon in space-time. What's everyone going to do about it? Now, I picked up the, uh, cro- the uh, hardcover because Amazon was selling it for 49% off, and that's, that's a good deal by anyone's standards. Plus, it was cheaper than the... Uh, forthcoming trade paperback. So, now, the uh, first, now, it starts off with the, the setup issue that basically has Quasar going into exploring the fall and showing and find out where this dimension leads. Now, it leads to base, to, a, to a dimension that has come to be charmingly known as the Cancerverse. Um, the best description I can give to this place is, like, imagine the uh, Marvel Universe as created by H.P. Lovecraft. Lots of very nasty, demonic-looking, um, like, um, takes on our familiar um, heroes like, uh, like Captain America, Iron Man, Miss Marvel, and Quasar himself, and and it's like it does set up a does have a good horror vibe as thanks to the art by um, Leonardo Manco um, for the uh, Cancerverse sections. It gives you the feeling that hey, Quasar is all alone and he's um and he might not make it make it out of this. It's a good setup, and the miniseries that follow are generally pretty good. The uh, Realm of Kings in Humans miniseries sets up the uh, shows us with the what. What things are like with the Inhumans um, now, um, like t- now ruling the Kree po- post, like post War of Kings, and just find trying to find ways to uh, to set up to um, strength, strengthen their ro- their rule, and, and um and like um, help and win the trust of the Kree, win other Kree subjects. Now, as a as um Crystal and her husband Ronan the Accuser, they find out that there's um. Actually, something sinister going on with these recent recent attacks. That there's actually like more that there's actually a more more sinister hand guiding these attacks. That it's actually they're actually planned in a way to um get have the uh, cre- have the create ga- um gain the Inhumans' trust. Now, it's from Pop Well Wellington Aves, and that's up really awesome grip that he does. Um, then you've got the uh, the uh, Imperial Guard miniseries, which has the uh, 
Imperial Guard um, taking over the uh, um, um, t- teaming up with the uh, Starjammers to explore the vault and finding out that you know there's some very very nasty creatures in there, including some like rather disgusting t- takes on the X Men, and, and just exploring it for the new Shi'ar Emperor. Now, can't, don't really want to give too much away, but let's just say that uh, Black Bolt and Vulcan, well, I'm fairly certain they're not they're not entirely dead. Like they'll be back at some point. But I want to talk about this because, like, the new status quo is that Gladiator is now the new um, Emperor of the Shi'ar. And it's, it's an, I like this setup because, you know, like, he's a guy who's been, like, serving under a crazy or mad emperors for years, and now he's the one running the show. And he finds out that, you know, damn it, I don't want this at all. I just want to be out there, like, fighting amongst my, my fellow men. But, like, you know, I've got to be like this in order, like, for the sake of the Imperium. So it's it's good it's an it's a good take on the character and I like like where they're going where they where they go with this and in the end these two miniseries eventually come together at the end to show you what that they've got they have to they have to team up in order to um deal with this um um cancerverse menace now there's a third miniseries in the realm of kings um hardcover called that deals with um the Hulk's other evil son um Hiro Kala and you know there's no way around this this is fucking terrible. Um, it was it basically involves him being summoned to the microverse to uh, like to fill some prophecy relating to his dad and the other micronauts from showing up to uh, like stop him or something. Uh, it's it's utterly impenetrable. I can't really care about these characters. I mean, I I had a lot of these. I just don't don't know much about. I don't know much about the Tolk son. I don't know anything about about the Micronauts, well, except for the fact that Warren Ellis. You know, I can't take the, the uh, Micronauts seriously because years ago, in his um, great collection of articles, coming alone, Warren Ellis said, "No, you talking about the when he's talking about the uh, general um, comic book populist, it's like, no, you can't be trusted to come to uh, sa- to save the com- save the comic history because whatever someone wants, whenever someone asks you what you want, you always ask to bring back the fucking Micronauts." Yeah, so whenever someone talks about the Micronauts, I always think of what Warren Ellis says there. And yeah, like, hey, if this is what we get for bringing back the Micronauts, I say fuck them and um just just and just leave it. So hey, if you if you buy the the uh, um, Realm of Kings crossover, just feel free to skip that last that the uh, tie-in miniseries. It's it's just it's generally not terrible. It's just generally pretty terrible. Now I do appreciate the uh, bit of back matter at the end where that has the uh, creators talking about the. Uh, but what the fault fault is meant to be, because in addition to like being a portal to Cancerverse, it's also a portal to allow to um tie into just about any bit of um Marvel continuity ever. So if you want to um do do stuff like you know bring back the Micronauts, then you can do that. Of course, if you also want to do crazy stuff like uh like um set things in a par- in a parallel no time dimension and bring back Nova's um, former enemy, the Sphinx, and his um, younger and evil, younger and older selves, and they fight together. Then you can do that too, because hey, that's the uh, that's the subject of the uh, of Nova's tie-in, tie to War Kings, um, sorry to Realm of Kings, where he first first he meets up with a with a long time lost a member of the Nova Corps who's also fighting off a crazy guy named um, R- Renan Star Stalker and a bunch of um, mindless ones from from somewhere. That I'm just drifted in from the vault. Now it's cool because because this new because this new guy um, like winds up joining the corps and becomes their drill sergeant. He's a great character. And then you get then you get to pick up then Nova picks up on the um, one on the bit about the country about Darkhawk from the from 
from the War of Kings, because now that, well, uh, this is after Darkhawk's actions in uh, War of Kings, he's become public enemy number one, and this is, makes things difficult for Nova because hey, they used to be they used to fight together on the uh, on the New Warriors team, so it's so it's a nice so it's a good like bit of fugitive style plotting where um, Nova has to bring it. Actually, I'm bringing his friend, but that thing um, that gets quickly chunted aside after they're both sucked in, into the fault, and they wind up teaming up with um, with um, time with um, time time stranded versions of um, of Reed, Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four, Black Bolt. And um, and Nova's old golf girlfriend Nam- Namorita, and it turns out that um, Nova's um, former arch enemy, the Sphinx, um, is, is now here. And he's u- using this, this space to try and regenerate himself, but he's also trying to um, convince one of his former um, younger versions, because apparently this guy travels through time a lot, so he's able to meet up with older younger versions with younger versions of himself. It's like, hey, you know, please stop doing this before you um, you ruin your health and wind up like I am right now. So. And so, like the younger version, like thinks thinks he's a, thinks his older version's a douche, and basically, it's, and so they fight. And so, like, hey, like it's fighting, it's cool. It's Nova is a superhero book at, book at heart, and this is it's is a good, and this volume's a good example of like good traditional superhero superhero fun, the way the way Mom used to make, or you know. And the um, final issue basically um, ends with a nice send off as they pick up on the Realm of King stuff as Nova. Um, takes on the evil um, Quasar, and then um, then rides off to um, join join the rest of the crossover. Now, based on the um, now, like I said, the Realm of King stuff has been good. I haven't read the uh, Gardens of the Galaxy tie-in yet because it hasn't come out in soft cover. Um, so once that comes out, I'll be looking forward to it just because um, it's it's supposed to be leading to the to um, Ad- Abnet Landing's next um, um main storyline, the Thanos Imperative. Now I have. Higher expectations than that compared to the other ones, because this is just going to be um, seven issues, like a prologue in a six-issue miniseries. So they've got like a like a much more focused approach to this, and that's generally what I think. What I think this this their um their efforts need, because like with um with War of Kings, trying to tell this over a a series like a core miniseries, like tie-ins to two different two different series, and well as several spin-off issues, it was just a mess for the most part. I mean, yeah, it's like it reads better in, it reads a little better in collected edition, but there's still a lot of issues that, that they need to work work on. I mean, like, I have to admit that you know I can understand why they did this because you know just uh, like, like the comics co- comics mark comics marketplace is just not like a healthy place where we can just say oh here's the uh, like here here's our thing you can just go on go on buy now they have to like make this important they have to just make Everything has to be an event in order to get people to buy it, and I just think that you know, like with everything that all these event stuff, it's just gonna like I, I look at this stuff that's in the solicitation, like oh, we've got um, the Hero Age, like the Chaos War, like all these events, and it's just like it's just kind of like, well, it's important now. So it's just it just gets ridiculous, but I can just but it's gonna be a necessity of the marketplace, and it's just now it's just getting out of hand. But well, I have to admit, I do like I said, I do like. Like just of where um, of what Abnett Landing have cooked up with this stuff, you know. I have to admit, it's really not for the casual reader at all. Like if you if you like like Marvel cosmic stuff, it's definitely worth a read. But you're generally have to be um, pretty well versed in the uh, in the continuity in order to um in order to pick pick up on a lot of on a lot of the uh, like subtle t- a lot of the, um, references they do. So so okay. I mean, buy at your own risk, or yeah, just look look for it on discount. But 
Yeah, overall, it's okay. It's like, like I talked about last year, um, Annihilation or the Central Corpse War, they're still probably like the high, the, um, the high end of the cosmic stuff. The stuff, you know, if, if you're still, if you read those and you still got an itch, it'll scratch it, but might might draw blood as well. All right, so not sure what I'll be talking about next time. Maybe I'll get back to global manga, but, you know, we'll see. Other than that, people, call it a night. Laters. <laughs>